0: Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Great to be praised. Why don't you tell someone close to you or far away, I'm glad you're in church tonight. Amen. I'm glad to have everybody here tonight. It's been a challenging week for my family. We have been without pyre and water for part of it. Bethany in Texas still doesn't have water at their house, but I have a home, and um, I'm thankful for that, because I know some people don't even have a home tonight, but I'm thankful that we do have a home at our house, and I'm thankful that the Lord is truly good, and it's great to be praised, so but I'm glad you're in the house the Lord, glad to have Everyone that's here tonight, um, something that just filled my spirit to talk about tonight Romans 14, verse 17. I've been doing this, this is why series. I will probably pick back up with that maybe after the first year, uh, since we're almost there anyway. Goodness, uh, we only have two weeks left of this year, one week to Christmas. And, just kind of goes by fast so uh, but I have this on my heart tonight I'm going to talk about this um, for a few moments here tonight Romans 1417 for the kingdom of God if I say the kingdom of God it's not meat and drink but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost for he that he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. The things wherewith we may edify one another or edify another. Lord, help us tonight in your precious name. May our life, our heart, everybody that's here today, God, in your precious name. Our young and our old tonight, God, we give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk about the kingdom tonight. I don't think I'll be real long with what I'm going to say, but I do want to be very precise. As tonight we have a balance of uh, people who have been here the whole entire time the church has been here, and we have some young people that's been coming for a little while, Some other young people that this is all the church that they ever remember. And I want to talk about the kingdom. Not talking about a kingdom like, um, I guess when you think about kingdom, a lot of us might think about, you know, England and the the, uh, queen and all that kind of stuff it may be something like that, but it's not exactly. This is not to be confused with an actual kingdom that they would set up like they are in England. But it is a kingdom where we have a right, we have authority, and we rule over a kingdom in a spiritual realm. We are supposed to be concerned about the kingdom. Everybody say the kingdom. We are supposed to be concerned about the kingdom. Not just any kingdom, but the kingdom of God. This is what this is all about. It's the kingdom of God. Thankful to have our young people here tonight. your young people are wrapped up in their own kingdom. Kingdom of social media, kingdom of relationships, gaming kingdoms. No doubt there would be young people here tonight if they didn't stay up all night long playing games. There would be adults here tonight if they weren't so involved in their own kingdom. It's not about a kingdom for ourselves. This is about the kingdom of God really kind of wondered what I might would call this and I just thought I'd just call it the kingdom and I guess it's not the title that we remember it's what should be the essence of what we talk about but this says the kingdom of god is not meat and drink perhaps maybe what I should talk about here for a moment tonight is about what this kingdom is not about it's not about the meat and drink Sister that to me, that says it's not about this life that we live in. We read that when Jesus comes back, He says it's going to be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's going to be like the days of Noah. And one defining factor in that time was that they were eating and drinking and given in marriage. That's some, a very defining thing that we see. They were eating and drinking, and given in marriage. It's not that eating and drinking is wrong. It's just the scripture says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not that meat and drink is wrong. But it's not, this is not what living for God is about. Amen. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost. That's what this world is looking for right now. They're looking for peace. They're looking for joy. They're looking for the Holy Ghost. They don't realize they're looking for the Holy Ghost. I guarantee you there's people in Dawson Springs tonight that's looking for peace. There's people in Mayfield they are looking for peace. Their world has been turned upside down. Because everything that they held dear to which is the meat and drink of this world, has been destroyed. The things they worked for all their life. There's a good friend of mine that that lives down in Dawson. They said that his brand new Mustang, his wife had just got him was got him setting in his living room when it was all said and done. You see videos, some of them we've seen on, on Facebook. I've drove through some, not in the daylight down there, but there's... Nice trucks sitting on top of other vehicles. There's homes that's leveled. They're not there no more. And people go, we get distraught over those things. And that's not what the kingdom is about. I love my beautiful wife back there. I love my grandchild. I love my sons, my daughter. But it's not about this world. I hope you young people find the perfect mate for your life. And I hope you get married and you have a happy life. But this is not what it's about. God did not birth you in this world just to have a relationship with opposite sex. And let me say, it should be the opposite sex. And I don't care if I get thrown in jail for it. Same-sex relationships are an abomination to God and it will send you to hell. I'm just going to be playing with it. The days of... Patty cake and around, it's done. It's over with. It's alright if I go to jail someday. I'll die for this. I'll die for this. But Jesus told His disciples in Luke, He said, Luke 12 and 22, 32, He told them, He said, don't take no thought for your life. He said, don't worry about what you eat. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It's in front of me. and I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going down through the Scripture. He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat. For your body, what you're going to put on? What's he saying? He's saying, "Look, life is more than." He he goes on to say it in verse twenty-three. He says, "Life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment." What what he's saying is, "Look, it's, life is more about than having a good meal and having good clothes to put on." He goes on and says, "Consider the ravens, for they sow not." and neither have they storehouse or barn, but God takes care of them. He feeds them. We get so caught up in this world, we lose track of what it's really all about. And he goes on to say, which of you can take thought and can add to his stature one cubit? What's he saying? Look, you are what you are. You're as tall. Once you get grown, you're as tall as you're going to be. And the only, the only way you can enlarge your life is if you get fatter. And basically, he's done told us, hey, life's not about what you eat. And, you know, I, I'm fixing to be 51 this month, and I get tickled at watching people that's my age and get older. They, 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 they get all frazzed out about their hair ch- turning gray or their hair falling out. Let it! It's okay! It's not about this. And he said, look, you can't add nothing to your stature. He said, if you be not able to do that which is least, why take you thought for the rest? He said, look at this, look at the lilies and look how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. Yet I say unto you that Solomon, all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. He's looking. And all that Solomon had, Solomon had all this stuff in the kingdom. All this wonderful stuff. But yet Solomon did not have what the lilies have because they depended on God. He said, If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow's cast in the oven, how much more will He clothe you, O oh, you little faith? He's telling us here, look, the kingdom's not about this stuff in life. And young people, y'all get caught up in life. You get caught up. Social media has, has destroyed our lives. It puts such a standard, a fake standard, on what life is supposed to be about. Because here's the thing. Nobody, well, there's some, you know, post on there, oh God, my, my boyfriend, girlfriend broke up with me. But By and large, it's not that. We post the best pictures after we took 15 times to get the right angle to make the food look just right. We post the best pictures, the best services we post. We don't go in and post like, oh, we had 13 at church. No, we had 113. We broke a record. That's when we want to make it look the best. So we set this standard for each other that this is what life is all about. And it's not. And he goes on to say Seek ye not what you shall eat, what you shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. So all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth what you have. He knows what we have need of. That's not what the kingdom's about. In verse thirty-one, he said, "But seek ye rather the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But it text is God wants to give us the kingdom, not what we think the kingdom is. We think the kingdom is, I got a good job, I got a good home, oh, I got the best spouse, or I got the best boyfriend, girlfriend." This phrase kingdom, kingdom of God is mentioned 71 times in the New Testament. The phrase kingdom of heaven is mentioned 32 times in the New Testament. Kingdom, it means royal power, kingship, dominion, rule. It is not, as I said, an actual kingdom, but rather it is our right, our authority to rule over the kingdom of God and not the kingdoms that we are building. I, I know this is how people think because we got we got these simulated games now that you can build your own little world. Alright? What's that game called? Is it Sims? No, what's another one? Yeah. Minecraft. Minecraft. That's what I'm thinking about. Minecraft. Yeah. Build your own little world. You can get... Now, Now we, we can get this nerdy guy who will stay up Gaming all day, all night and build this own profile to make him look like he's the best thing in the world but in reality he's what? Just sits in his house lives in his mama's basement, right? So he can't get into reality so he creates his own world. And this is what we got. A world of people that's creating their own world and letting everybody say, hey, this is who I am, when it's not who we are. We are, we should only get who we are from God. And the only way we're ever gonna really realize who we are is when we realize that the kingdom of God is the most important instead of the kingdom of Daniel or the kingdom of Jacob or the or, or the kingdom of Tristan or or Braden or whoever here tonight. It's when the kingdom of God is what matters. And here's the thing. We've literally talked to people about, hey, are you going to come to church tonight? Oh, I forgot it was even church night. How do you forget it's church? Amen. I'll tell you how you do. When the kingdom of God is not the number one thing in your world. Amen. That's the only way you forget about church. The only way. And... We have got to realize that we're in this time right now when God has put a, a prestige, a place us as a child of God in God's kingdom. He wants us to take part in this kingdom. Yeah. And we got to get serious and get a hold of this kingdom in this hour we're living in you're not going to stumble into heaven. You're not going to stumble into heaven. You will go on purpose. What does it take to go to hell? Absolutely nothing. If you want to do nothing, you won't make heaven your home, but you will make heaven your home. Because it takes more than nothing to get to heaven, but it takes doing nothing to get to hell. And Matthew said, Matthew 3, 1 and 2, he said, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent ye for what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. To the Jews, that was something they had read about. Something they had been waiting for. And now this crazy man, uh, robed in camel hair and eating locusts and and wild honey, comes out of the the woodwork saying, Hey, you've got to Repent. Because the kingdom of heavens at hand, and the Old Testament was pointing to this time, and and now here it is. And what is the significance for 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 this preaching to the Jews? It meant that the promise was that was given way back in the Garden of Eden when Eve, Adam and Eve fell in the garden, and the Lord said that it's going to bruise his head and they bruise your heel, but it's going to bruise his head. The fall. of of, 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 uh, of, uh and then the kingdom of hell basically begin to take place. God gave them a promise. It's going to come down one of these days. And they've heard this and they heard this. And now then we're here we are at Christmas time. And, and all of a sudden they got the promise of the Messiah. And here's the Messiah. And they had it all wrong just like we do now. Because they thought Jesus was going to save them from this world and for this world. They thought Jesus was going to save them from the Roman Empire and Jesus was going to set up His kingdom right here on earth and now it was going to be back like it was back when David reigned and all the kings of Israel reigned and and, and the Lord said, this one reason I brought this down. Y'all had it all wrong. I never wanted you to have a king. I am your king. And you wanted the king like everybody else. He said, No, it never meant to be that way. He said that's why I had that's why I had judges and that's why I had prophets to help lead you to, to, to realize that I'm your king. And this is they were so excited. The kingdom of heaven is ahead. And, and when Jesus finally came to age and He began to do His thing and, and all of a sudden he, he, he began to talk to them and uh, you know what they want to do? They want to put Him on a throne and say, oh, come on, be our king like David was our king. So we can enjoy our kingdom on this earth. But Jesus said, no, that's not what I've come for. Matthew 5 3, said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For us to be poor in spirit is to think less of ourselves. It means that we got to realize that I'm nothing without Jesus. And we got to understand that we're nothing without Him. We need Jesus to survive. Matthew 5 and 6 he said, Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Somehow we've got it all mixed up and we come to the house of God and, 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 and we think it's a country song. We're, we lose our, you know how it is in the country songs, they, they lose their wife or dog and all that stuff. Somebody says you play the country music backwards and you get it all back, right? So we kind of think it's like playing a country song backwards so we can come back and we get our dog back and we get our wife, our husband back and we can get our life, our stuff in this world back. And and this is not what it's about. He said, look, you've got a hunger and thirst after righteousness. This is the kingdom. It's not meat and drink. That's, That's my opening text. It's not meat and drink. He said, look, it's not that, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And somehow we've got it mixed up that when we serve God, then He's supposed to fix us in this world. No. His kingdom is about eternity. We've got to understand, I need Him to survive. Matthew 5 and 10, Jesus on this famous sermon on that, He said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We don't want to be persecuted. Oh, you're judging me. Only God can judge me. Look, I ain't even worried about all that stuff. You judge me for being righteous. Persecute me for being righteous, because Jesus said, if I'm persecuted for living this thing, then the kingdom of heaven's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about me for living a life of holiness. Talk, talk to me. Talk about me if you want, because I don't drink and I don't curse and I don't watch dirty movies and I don't I don't do porn I don't do all that stuff and I, I I I live I dress holy I don't go naked like everybody talk about me because when you persecute me for me trying to live a righteous life before God then I know that's going to bring the kingdom of heaven to me and we've got to get hungry for righteousness of God in order for us to find the kingdom of God because that's what he said they that, he said, blessed are they that are persecuted for, or, let me back up to the other one, I'm sorry. Verse 6, he said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. When we get hungry and thirst after righteousness, we're going to be filled with his righteousness. And then once we're living righteousness, you will be persecuted for the life you live. Especially in this life we're living right now. Especially in this life where you're going to be persecuted for living righteous and holy. You walk away from the dirty jokes. You 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 decide with your friends, you young people, you need to be like this. You know, they start talking nasty jokes. You need to walk away. Yeah. And they invite you over to watch a movie, and all of a sudden there's nakedness and all that stuff going on. Hopefully, you're not the one inviting them over. But if you're invited over and all that stuff is going on, you need to walk away. You don't need to be like everybody else, and I'm just gonna be plain. with I told you Sunday night. I'm, I'm, it's, it's over. It's time for us to have church. Yeah. It's time to have revival. <clears throat> and Brother Texas is going to come when we learn how to live righteous and holy and we're seeking the kingdom of God and not our own kingdom. So, if you're a young person, you can't be like everybody else just because everybody else is sleeping around don't mean you can. We can't. Us adults, you don't swap wives and and husbands. We don't do that. There's some things we just don't watch. There's some things we don't do. What is this, pastor? This is the kingdom. Well, I don't want to be a part of that. Then enjoy this life. Because this is the best of heaven you're ever going to have. Because unless we want the kingdom of God and we want to live... Righteous and holy. This is what He said. If you're going going to hunger after thirst after righteousness, you're going to be filled. And He went on to say, but you're going to be persecuted for it. But that's okay. Because then you have the kingdom of God. And I'd rather have the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God gives me what I need. This world doesn't give me what I need. And we're going to have to get so hungry for it, we need to get a hunger and an urgency for the kingdom of God because if you want the world, it's there. There's plenty of it. There's plenty of junk on the on the news feeds and all that. There's plenty. Somebody asked me today, hey, did you see that? I said, i am just be honest with you. I haven't been watching the garbage on the news. I don't want that in me. i got to keep up with it every once in a while. But I'm thinking about the Scriptures in Luke 16, 16 when it says, the law and the prophets were in John, but since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. Look, if we're going to have revival in Marion, we're going to have to press into the kingdom of God. We're going to to press into righteousness. We're going to have to decide, I want the kingdom of God more than I want this nasty old world. This world ain't got nothing for you. Go ahead. Drink it up. Smoke it up. Enjoy it up. Ride it up. All that stuff you want to do. You hear this old crazy preacher, and that's okay. Call me anything you want. But I'm telling you, there's coming a reckoning day, and unless we're in the kingdom of God, you're going to go to hell. Matthew 11 and 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist to now the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And he said, the violent, take it by force. If we want to be a part of this kingdom, you're going to have to seek His kingdom. You're going to have to press into the kingdom. We're going to have to take it by force. Because they're going to take it by force. This world is. Sister Penny, there's, there, there's no rest for them out there. They don't never give up. It seems like the children of God give up too easy. And this kingdom of God, it's attainable. We can find it. Luke 17, 20 and 21 said, And when He was demanded of the Pharisees, When the kingdom should come, He answered and said to them, The kingdom of God is not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. We are not going to find God's kingdom just standing around looking and watching. What's he saying? We're not going to have revival standing around looking and watching. Oh, I hope they come through the door. No. God put on the inside of every one of us, you've heard me say so many times, there's an empty place within us that is to be filled with God. And when we start searching our hearts, we will find that there's only one thing in this world that will satisfy the emptiness and the hungry inside of us, and that is only God. And that's why we got young people and adults alike that go from one relationship to the next relationship trying to find something to feel, feel them. That's why they go from one drug to the next drug, shooting in their arm. They go from one drink to the next drink, getting harder and harder to take away all this emptiness inside of them. And that will never fill you. There's only one thing in this world that will satisfy a man or a woman. And that's when the kingdom of God gets on the inside of your life. And when he looked at when he looked at Peter that day, and he and, uh, 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 he talked to him in the book of Matthew, and he he told him he said he said Peter, <coughs> excuse me, he said Peter, who do men say that I am? Matthew sixteen. Oh, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elias, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But He said, to who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Then Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. The flesh and blood has not revealed this to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Let me tell you today, you're never going to figure out who you are until you finally figure out who Jesus is. Amen. That's right. yeah. And as long as you don't make Him Lord of your life, if he's not Lord of all, he's not going to be Lord at all. I know it's an old cliche, but it's the truth today. And Peter finally said, Look, I know they're saying you're all kinds of things, but I'll tell you who you are. I'll tell you who you are. You're the Christ. And then he said, Simon, flesh and blood ain't told you this. And he said, Thou art Peter. Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of what? The, key. the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever shall be loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Peter got the keys to the kingdom of God. And the only way that you and I is ever going to unlock the kingdom of God in our life is when we take what Peter got that day and we put it in that empty place in our life. And we know what that is in Acts chapter 37. They, when they heard Peter preaching about this, they pricked. It, they were pricked in their heart, and they said, "What must we do?" Peter said to them, "Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." He was fulfilling what Jesus said in John three, when Jesus said, "Except a man be born again, he shall not see what the kingdom of God." Kingdom of God. Nicodemus, I don't understand. How can I be born again? He said, I'm telling you, except the man born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And he says this, that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. It goes back to my text today when he said, look, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not what you're trying to satisfy your belly with, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. How? In the Holy Ghost. And the only way we're going to have the revival we need and the only way we're going to find the kingdom in this church or anywhere else we go is when we get wrapped up and we get full of the Holy Ghost and we get the Holy Ghost <laughs> down in the inside of us like it needs to be. That's where the Spirit, that's where the kingdom of God's going to happen in this church. Paul told him 1 Corinthians 15. He said, 15 and 50. He said, I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot, so say that with me, cannot, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Our flesh and blood desires will not inherit the kingdom of God. He said, I show you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and the mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass that saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. What's he saying here? He's saying, look, this flesh and blood that you're living for, it's not going Inherit the kingdom of God. Yes. If all your life is in thought is wrapped up with is the next thing that can make this flesh happy, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're not going to get the kingdom of God. That's not where the kingdom is. The kingdom of God is us being wrapped up, hungry, seeking with an urgency, the Spirit of God. Amen. And it's got to feel that emptiness. The next time you start feeling empty in your life, I'll tell you what's going on. You've been, hunger to, you've been hungering too much for the fleshly things of this life. The next time you're feeling empty and you're feeling unfulfilled in your life, I'll tell you about guarantee what's going on in your life. I'll tell you what's probably happening. You've been trying to fulfill your flesh too much. You've been watching too much television. You've been Facebooking too much. You've been Instagramming too much. You've been feeding the carnal man. You've been con- uh, feeding that fleshy desire when all you want to do is talk to your boyfriend, your girlfriend. All you want to do is hang out with your with your buddies and all that stuff. And you get home and you lay down and you think, I am so full. so empty and I feel so unfulfilled I guarantee you what's going on you've been trying to fulfill the flesh and not the spirit because anytime you try to fulfill the flesh and not the spirit you'll lay down and you'll wake up empty but when we are fulfilling what God has called us to be hallelujah and that is to get in the kingdom of God and the kingdom only comes one way and that's through the spirit of God hallelujah he said you cannot brethren by flesh and blood. He said, but you can through the Spirit. Yeah, Only through the Spirit. And only getting filled with the Holy Ghost are we going to be able to find the kingdom. That's the only way. In the text that I read tonight, Romans 14 and 17, He said, the kingdom of God's not meat and drink. Again, Then it's not the things that satisfy the flesh. He said, but it's righteousness. Living righteous doesn't satisfy the flesh. Because living righteousness, you have to get your flesh under control. Righteous living goes against the flesh. And he said, the kingdom of God's not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace. Get to Joe in a second. Let's, look, let's talk about peace for a second. I'm going to say something that hurts, but it's the truth, and you know it is. When we start having a we start dealing with no peace in our life, I'll tell you the number one symptom you're stop trusting God. Because when we stop trusting God, that's where peace comes from. Because what happens when peace comes, usually it also has that other little thing that's called fear. And when we're afraid, there's no peace. But God's not given us the spirit of fear. But what? Power, power, power love, love, and a sound mind. That thing we're so afraid of, fear, He's given us three things to defeat that. Power, love, and a sound mind. And when we, that power, love, and a sound mind comes when we start trusting God. And Lord, I know You hold the power. And I know that you love me. And God, I know that, Lord, that you can give me a sound mind in this place that I am to bring me the peace of God that passes all understanding. This is the kingdom of God. When we can walk, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. Thou preparest a table before me. Yeah, we, we want to say, oh God, you want to feed me, Lord. But no, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to feed you in front of your enemies. You're going to be going through hell. You're going to be fighting your enemies. But you trust me. I'm going to take care of you. This is that peace. And and that righteous living and that place where we learn how to trust God and that peace, this is the kingdom of God. That brings joy. Where does that bring joy? In the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost is knowing that the Spirit of God is living on the inside of me. And he goes on to say, For he that is in these things service Christ Is acceptable to God and approved of men. When we really get in that place of the kingdom of God like He wants us to be, we will be acceptable to God and will also be approved of men. He said, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith we may edify one another. We can't edify one another in the flesh. Because the flesh is never satisfied. The flesh is never satisfied. But when we get that empty place inside of us filled with the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom begin to work in our life. That is when we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because we know God, and my world's falling apart, and I don't understand. But God, you're with me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Right? And I just, I just begin to think about this today. I was listening to something, and somebody said something about the kingdom of God. I just begin to think about God. We, we need to get wrapped up in the kingdom again because we got too wrapped up in our own thing, and it's easy, Sister Penny. Jesus, I mean, what, John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief cometh what? To steal, kill, and destroy. Right now, he is trying to steal, kill, and destroy the church. Individually, and corporately, he is trying to steal, kill, and destroy the church. And I'll tell you part of the one reason that he is doing it: because Jesus said, I come to give you life. And we're stuck on life. But he didn't only just say, I want to give you life back. I want to give you life more abundantly. Life more abundantly is when we go beyond these flesh. And when the flesh is not exactly, everything in our flesh is not exactly right. Because here's the thing. There's people in Dawson Springs, Mayfield, uh, for the um, Central City area. This is the Western Kentucky area. Central City area that has lost, total, complete lost homes. Some of them are in disarray tonight. They're in disarray because they've lost everything in this world they've been working for. But I'll guarantee you there's some that, yeah, they've lost their homes, they've lost their vehicles, maybe even their their workplaces, but they have peace tonight because their life is not all about that stuff. And when we get to the place when it's not about this stuff, this stuff is nice. nice. It's it's great. But what do we do when it's taken away? What do we do when we have a Job experience? Dawson Springs and Central City and, and and Mayfield, they had a Job experience somewhat. Everything they had was taken away in seconds. Some even lost their loved ones. But the only way we get through this stuff is when we're in the kingdom. Because what we realize... It's not about this world. It's not about this world. It's about the kingdom of God. Because what... Somebody says, what's the big deal about the kingdom? I'll tell you what the big deal about the kingdom is. The kingdom of of the Holy Ghost leads us to eternity. In this world, it only leads us to damnation. And I want eternity in my life. Amen. So, we need to seek... The kingdom of God. I I didn't write it down. I I quoted it from a different version, but let me quote it to you or read it to you tonight from the book of Matthew. I believe it's Matthew six and thirty-three, if I'm not mistaken. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Young persons, seek God in His righteousness. Us older ones, middle age, young adults, seek God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All this stuff we're worried about will be added to us. He said, take no thought for Tomorrow for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Let's just not worry about them things. Let's worry about the kingdom. And if we'll be about God's kingdom, He will take care of everything we have need of. No matter what we have need of, He will take care of it. Amen. I invite you to come pray tonight if you'd like, or at your seat but I'm going to pray for us tonight Jesus help us God we have made this so much about everything that is not this is the kingdom Lord help us God help us to seek the kingdom Lord in your righteousness God Lord we know that without you we're nothing God and we just ask that you would help us today Lord